to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are your one-stop shop for common-sense conservative values. Five days a week, you can watch us, you can listen to us, you can check out our podcast, Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite listening material. We have a lot to talk about today. And I don't normally share my monologue with another voice, but the voice you're going to hear in just a matter of moments is perhaps the most important one you will hear all day. And what she says is perhaps the most important message you will take away from your day. And it is my honor to share her story or part of it with you. These are very odd times. I agree with you. If you are like I am, and I know you are, as you look around yourself to see if other people are seeing and hearing and feeling what you are, they do. More and more. And that is a good thing. We have a lot lot of work to do. A lot of stories to share with you today. Some stuff, Congress people behaving poorly. Colleges out of control but there is one underlying theme and you will get it here in a matter of moments thank you for being here welcome home i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all amen You know, I think hate does something to a body. I say I hate everyone or I hate people and I'm joking usually, but it's easy to be frustrated by what is so wrong all around us, especially when voices that you used to trust or people who you used to be friends with or enjoy or you saw differently let you down there is a an anger a a hatred that i don't understand because i have not felt it for another human being i loathe the criminal who indiscriminately takes someone's life and i don't think that is the hatred that we're seeing all around us in unusual 
and surprising places these days. I hate liars. They drive me crazy. I don't have a visceral reaction that causes a trigger to snap in my mind, though. I hate fraud. People who deceive, who embezzle, who are corrupt, who steal. I don't wish to see them all murdered. And yet there seems to be an understood unanimity among all these fringe groups of misfits and ne'er-do-wells and victims of all stripes. And the battle cry is death to the Jews. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it's taught, how it's cultivated, how it takes shape, how it turns regularly sane people into crazy people. I don't understand. And that is why I found the sound of a woman who stood before hundreds of thousands of people yesterday at the National Mall in a rally in solidarity with Israel. She had a resolve and an unwavering calm. And she's living a horror I don't believe any of us could possibly fathom. Her name is Rachel Goldberg. And she is the mother of a daughter named Hirsch Goldberg Polin. And what this mother says... And what she challenges everyone listening to the sound of her voice to consider, I believe, is the ultimate question of our time. Listen. My name is Rachel, and I am the mother of Hirsch Goldberg Poland, a wounded civilian American Israeli kidnapped from the music festival on October 7th. Right now, we, how we are living is hard to describe to you. We hostage families have lived the last 39 days in slow motion torment. For 38 nights, none of us have slept the real sleep of the before. We all have third degree burns on our souls. Our hearts are bruised and seeping with misery. But the real soul's suffering are those of the hostages. And they want to ask everyone in the world, all the screamers, the indifferent, the experts, the academics, the knowledgeable, the passives, the perfectly outraged, the righteous, the indignant, the haters, the leaders, the lovers, the every single one of us. Why? Why is the world accepting that 240 human beings from almost 30 countries have been stolen and buried alive. These children of God range in age from nine months to 87 years. They are Christians, 
Muslims, Jews, Buddhists, and Hindu. Why are they being left underground in the dirt? Abigail Moore Idan is three years old. She watched her parents get murdered in front of her and was then kidnapped. And she would like me to ask the world, why are you letting her stay in the dark in her trauma buried in the earth's crust? And Joshua Molel, who is a Tanzanian African graduate student studying agribusiness would like for me to ask you why somehow his life actually doesn't matter. The world must prepare what we will say to them. There was a Christian German who hid Jews during the Holocaust, and he was asked why he did such a heroic and dangerous act. His answer was simple. At least I will know when I die and stand before God, he will not ask me what he asked Cain in the Bible. Where were you when your brother's blood cried out from the ground? What the world needs to start thinking about today is, what will your excuse be? Wow. What is the excuse? That we're too busy? That life is too complicated? The schedule's too full, there's not enough time? Or something worse? That we're too weak to stand up and say what needs to be said, to do what needs to be done, to take action, to push back, to reclaim what is right from the hands of what is crazy. The war in this country, and by default and extension, in this world is that of the awakened versus the woke. Are you on the side of justice, of humanity, of love and compassion and reality? Or are you in the world that scrambles the definitions of words and pretends up is down and wrong is right and that feelings trump facts where is the chorus of voices demanding the release of human prisoners or do they not matter that is what i am chewing on today my friends and you might as well as we walk through today's wendy bell radio program and it continues right after this
All right, some housekeeping that I think is important here on the program. Yesterday, the House passed a funding plan, and it involved overwhelming support from Democrats. We are watching something very interesting going on in the House of Representatives, and it has very little to do with the Democrats. It has everything to do with the GOP, because the Republican Party has got to figure out who it is is what it is what we believe in what our focus is what our priorities are and if we don't get back to the basics and the basics happen in your home they happen at your kitchen table and the basics involve the american family everything that we talk about on this program boils back down to that one singular specific and spectacular thing in your life it is your family, those connections. We are watching an internal struggle in the House as certain factions of Republicans, people who are moderate, people who are more conservative, people who are more constitutional, all have to figure out a way to collectively put aside their differences and say, but what do we agree on? The way Rachel Goldberg posited to hundreds of thousands of people in that sea of humanity yesterday. Where were you? Where were you when your number was called? Where were you when your opportunity to step in and say or do or change or anything? Did you take the microphone? Did you take a stand? Did you stand up? Did you have the guts? Because it boils down to that. Mike Johnson, look, I'm inheriting a system that's been broken for decades. I'm not going to come in on a a white horse and wave a magic wand and poof, all of this is going to be okay. But I can say we need to get back into the business of being responsible stewards to the people we serve. And this laddered spending bill which pushes the can, yes, down the road, but not because we need to get more pork into spending measures. Because we need time to chew through some differences, to get through some scars, to figure out who the hell we are and what our priorities are. And one of the biggest ones is the responsible spending of the American dollar. Because the way it's been going is unaffordable. It is is unsurvivable. And everybody knows it. The House passed this continuing resolution. And it it extends the spending levels from this lame duck session last December by Democrat House and Senate majorities into 2024. Final tally involved the Democrats 100%. And shows pushback still by conservatives. At some point, we need to take incremental deals and victories. You're not going to magic wand this away. Final tally, 336 to 95. A whopping 209 Democrats supporting the measure far more than the 127 Republicans in favor. Now, the two-tiered continuing resolution, it's called a laddered CR, and it extends current spending levels for the agriculture, energy, water, military construction, VA, and transportation HUD spending bills through January 19th. 
We get over the holiday. We could have a discussion that could last all day long about what actually Congress does and all of its damn holidays and the three months that it's not in session and how many times its members are AWOL or decide not to vote. That is not the conversation for right now. This is. The spending levels and policies were set by Democrats in December of 22, hence why they want it to continue after Republicans won a House majority, but before new members officially took office in January of this year. So we're stuck in a Democrat-decided spending structure. And Mike Johnson says, look, we need time. This is not solved in a day. We need time. We will get there. We've gotten a lot of, of progress already done here. This bill has the support of Schumer, McConnell, which makes me uncomfortable, but I believe it is a necessary decision. Keep things funded and then continue the hearings like we heard yesterday. Did you guys happen to pop over to C-SPAN at all? I know I have a weirder social life than you do. I did. House oversight. Let's talk about this new FBI headquarters that apparently a whole bunch of Republicans decided to vote yes and give the corrupt and highly weaponized FBI. I don't think there's a, a shadow of doubt about that anymore. $300 million to move its headquarters to a location that the three-member member panel tasked with finding the most reasonable, proximal, cost-effective location. This isn't the location they decided on. Why did we choose this other location? House oversight with blistering hearings on that. How about the hearings on the misuse of our dollars on rampant, wasteful, government-owned office space, millions of square footage that is not being used. Well, why aren't we consolidating? Why aren't we pulling the belt tighter? Why aren't we evaluating what's going on? What's government accountability all about? These are conversations that are happening. They are necessary. They are not immediate. But this is the process of getting your government back in control. And I think it's necessary. Mike Johnson appearing at the National Mall yesterday with Hakeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, Joni Ernst. I don't need the kumbaya holding hands, but it does need to happen. We do need to see Democrats and Republicans, Americans doing what is right and standing up against terror. This is not complicated. No, seriously, though, everything in Washington is going just fine. Fist fights, people getting sucker punched, apparently, in the halls of Congress. What the hell is going on? How do we ask our children to behave like adults when our adults behave like children? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So I have this overarching question. I tell you every day, I am a mom. It's the number one thing on my profile when people say, who are you? I don't give you my credentials as a journalist or a media this or that. I'm a mom. What's your most important job? What's your most important duty that you honor, that you, that you care most about? Well, if you've been blessed with children, I'm going to go with that role you have as, as a parent. 
And so much of what we teach our children is not in our words. It's, in fact, how they watch us because they watch us when we don't know they're watching. They hear us when we don't know they're around the corner listening. And so the over, overarching question I have in this segment is, how do we expect our children in a, in a world with conflicting messages, the likes of which we couldn't fathom, where they're told, you know what, you want to be a boy, you want to be a girl, you want to you wanna go to, to the bathroom in a kitty litter box, well, knock yourself out. You want to go commit crimes? You want to go sucker punch somebody in the streets? You want to go hit them? Well, go ahead. How do we expect our children with social media and all of these conflicting messages and with a a decided grooming ideology out there among some very creepy people who have access to our kids in education and other realms, how do we expect them to behave as adults if we adults behave like children? I always thought Joe Biden's ridiculous in your face. You want to go out back and duke it out, buddy? Shtick was obnoxious and pathetic and weak. Anybody with a Secret Service detail and bodyguards all around him can sure talk a good game. But if Joe Biden was walking down the street by himself and somebody he disagreed with came up to him who was his size or bigger, do you really think he would smack talk that much? Of course not. It's easy to talk the talk when you've got people behind you to fight your fight. So there's a fight that almost breaks out in the Senate yesterday. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, an MMA fighter of of yesterday, still pretty jacked from what I can tell is talking to the Teamsters president, Sean O'Brien, about some feud these guys have. The Teamsters president is there, ostensibly not to talk about anything personal with Senator Mullen, but things devolve because of words exchanged on Twitter. Now, this Teamster boss, Sean O'Brien, ultimately is going to poke, and Mullen is going to respond to that poke, with the threat of let's fight it out right here, right now, on the floor of the United States Senate. This is where we are in this country, where grown-ups bickering on social media lose sight of what the hell is going on in this country. If we could take everybody's ego briefly and flush it down the toilet, maybe we could get some stuff accomplished. Why did some of the people who voted against Marjorie Taylor Greene's measure to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas for the abysmal job he has done at our southern border? What were some of the comments about why they voted against it? It's almost exclusively ego based. I don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't like her rhetoric. I don't like some of the words that she says. Well, you know what? We don't like 8 to 10 million people who don't belong here feeding off of our dime. And that's where we are. So now it seems like it's coming to threats of blows in the Senate with old man Bernie Sanders acting as the, as the grandpa 
who, who's, who's waving his hand, getting the kids to calm down at the dinner table. Now stop it. That's about enough. I've had enough of you people. And Bernie Sanders, who himself is a dirtbag, who, who embraces an ideology that is completely antithetical to the ideas of our founding fathers and the notion of a constitutional republic, which I thought we had, he is going to come in as mediator. We don't behave like that in the Senate. <laughs> well, you know what, sir? Look in the mirror. So apparently this Teamsters dude called and picked a fight with Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, calling him a clown and a fraud, saying that his claims, Mark Wayne Mullen's claims, of being a self-made man, he ran his own business before he got into the Senate. Well, it was enough to trigger the senator, and this is where we go as Mark Wayne Mullen's going to stand up. He's going to say, you want to go? You want to go right now? The Teamsters boss, ah, I'm going to go. What? What the hell are you people doing besides embarrassing, embarrassing everybody? I go back to the opening monologue where we heard we were heard Rachel Goldberg's voice. Where were you? Well, I was busy getting into an ego fight with some schlub over me being butt hurt on Twitter. Here's the exchange. Teamsters boss, Sean O'Brien. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen and Grandpa Bernie Sanders to the rescue. Listen. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Schiff. it. Hold it. If Hold we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Really? Really? This is our best and brightest. This is what we can do. Do you really give a fat rip what anybody says about you on Twitter? Do you really care? Do you have way bigger things going on in your life than a tweet or somebody who's just a bottom feeder saying stuff about you or saying something that you disagree with? Really? This is where we are. Only perhaps to be outdone by allegations by Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett that ousted Speaker Kevin McCarthy basically jabbed him in the kidneys, punched him in the kidneys while he was in the hallway, in the halls of Congress, giving an interview to apparently NPR. Wait, are, are you out of your mind? It's not just threatening to fight in the freaking Senate. What? 
it's now sucker punching each other in in the halls of Congress. This is fantastic. Let's listen to now. Of course, Kevin McCarthy says no, no, no. It was um, it was super busy. There were all sorts of people in the hallway, and I must have just elbowed him. You don't you don't walk by someone and and elbow them. I mean, you have to really work to do that. What what is going on? Let's listen to the exchange as a CNN reporter is going to ask Tim Burchett on on the steps of the Capitol. What what the hell just happened in there? Are you honestly accusing the ousted Speaker of the House who you voted to get rid of? You were the one of eight. You're saying that this guy just punched you? What? Listen. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR. Uh, a lovely lady, and when she was asking me a question, and and at that time I uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys, and I turned back, and there was there was Kevin, and um, and I, I for a minute I was kind of what the heck just happened, and then I um, you know I, I chased after him. Of course, he's a as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with 17 million dollars in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that. When you're a kid, would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind its mama's skirt, and he just, you know, he, he, uh, from behind that kind of stuff. It, you know, that's not the way we handle things in East Tennessee. We, we if we have a problem with somebody, I'm gonna look them in the eye and, and talk to them. Okay. Honestly, though, regardless of what truly happened, and there, there's some reality there somewhere. Are we at all surprised that this is the, the devolvement of of our country because this is the leadership? We have. We have Jamal Bowman, who thinks he can lie to the American people during a critical House vote about pulling the fire alarm. We have Nancy Pelosi, then third in line to the president, second, if you will, ripping up Donald Trump's State of the Union. We have senators and Congress people who have been accused of becoming filthy, disgustingly, lavishly rich because of their insider trading information they get from their congressional hearings. Now, how are we supposed to expect the moral compass, the soul and the fiber and the humanity and the dignity of this country to be anything other than a putrid cesspool? When we have leaders who behave like dirtbags, leaders who think it's okay to wiretap a president or to impeach someone or to wrongly indict, not once, not twice, but four times, a president merely because he represents a threat because he's successful, because he He did positive things for this country and their egos can't stand it. They must be in charge. They must destroy America. They must finish the job. But it is the sound of House Oversight Committee Chairman Jamie Comer and the representative from Florida, Jared Moskowitz, that takes the cake yesterday. Moskowitz is going to use his time on the record, on on C-SPAN or whomever's paying attention, to accuse Jamie Comer 
of exactly what Jamie Comer is accusing Joe Biden and his crime family syndicate of doing. And Jamie Comer says, oh, hell no. But instead of fighting him, he uses facts. I want you to hear this. It is important. The delineation next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So as we're talking about adults behaving like children, it continues. Jared Moskowitz decides to go after James Comer in a House oversight hearing, using his time not to talk about things to improve life for we the people, not talking about ways to tighten the belt, the purse strings, to cut back, to save money, to make us safer, to improve our children's lives, to do anything. He uses it as a as a nitpicky act accusation and a revengeful move towards Jamie Comer, accusing Comer of a loan to buy land for his brother, taking this, there what he says there was a shell company, a blah blah. He has no idea, Jamie Comer says, what he's walking into. Jared Moskowitz doesn't. Uh until right now. Audio soundbite one, listen on Fox News and told people that while the president was out of office, he he had a loan with his brother, and in a way they were evading taxes. It has come out in the public that you also do business with your brother with potential loans. And so since you have framed that and manipulated that with the American people, that Joe Biden did something wrong when he wasn't in office, I just would like to know if you would like to use some of my time. I would love. I would love it. Okay. You retweeted that story. Completely false. I've never loaned my brother one penny. And did you hear Jared Moskowitz say that? Potential loan. So the allegation here is, is that Jared Moskowitz is saying that somewhere in the New York Times, there was an article that said Jamie Comer, who happens to be one of the gang of three, going after the crime family syndicate. So he's public enemy number one to these folks on the left, saying that Jamie Comer did exactly what Comer says Joe Biden did saying that he gave his brother a loan to buy property. Comer says that's bullcrap. Except he says it, the real word. I didn't loan anybody anything. And he lays out the beginning of Jared Moskowitz's unraveling. You might want to check the facts, son. Listen. My father, who was a dentist, had some farmland. He died. And my brother couldn't afford He wanted to sell it, but he wanted to keep it in the family, so I bought it from my brother. That story that you tweeted also said I had a shell company. That is bullshit. You can come to Monroe County and look at all the land that is titled in that LLC. How dare you? How dare you say I had a shell company to parrot the language that we are finding with the Biden crime family syndicate? 20 different shell companies getting paid millions upon millions of dollars that needed to be scattered about nine different Bidens to throw off the banks. And still there were more than 170 suspicious activity reports flagged by said banks. My brother wanted to buy the land after my dad died, didn't have the money. Didn't want to sell it. I had the money. I bought the farm. You want to check out our documents? Please come check out the documents. Then Jamie Comer says something intriguing. You know how we talk about the wrap-up smear. 
Nancy Pelosi dropped this gleefully to reporters one day. Well, the wrap-up smear, it's a way to basically take shot at somebody and, and really kind of destroy them for a time. You create an allegation. You, re- you leak it to the media. The media covers it, giving it some validity. You then merchandise it by quoting the media, saying what you told them to say, to then smear somebody you're up against. Ha ha ha, it's the wrap-up smear, she said. Well, Jamie Comer is going to accuse Jared Moskowitz of doing that very thing. And he's going to say, you know what? You guys tried to get CNN to cover this and they wouldn't. So I guess you're picking up the baton in an effort to smear me as I blow the whistle on your feckless president. Go. Problem is, you know, they tried to get the White House tried to get CNN to write that story. They went around and investigated all this book that Ian Sams is trying to tell people that only dumb, financially illiterate people pick up on. And said that uh, it was a shell company because it was an LLC. You're so financially illiterate that you think because something says LLC, it's a shell company. This company, which I financially disclose, has properties. Okay. It manages over a thousand acres of land for hunting purposes. It owns different properties. I'm one of the largest landowners in my home area. Okay, I went to the bank and I borrowed money and I bought that land. I didn't get wires from Romania, China. My family doesn't get wires. Okay, never loaned my brother money. We don't get wires. And that is where everything goes bananas. Listen. But you and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, Continue to try to reclaiming my time. No, I'm not going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. You all continue to. You look like a Smurf here, just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen, Mr. Chairman, you have. No, no, hold hold on. If we're we're not on time, we you disinformation. You you have gone on TV and said the president did something illegal. You're doing stuff with your brother. The American people have the same questions. Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? you? There's there's a different rule for the president. There's a different rule for you. Why should they believe what you're saying, Mr. Chairman? Why? You go on Fox News and say loans you and deals are a way to evade taxes. We don't know that's what you're doing or not. We don't know. We have no idea. We're supposed to take your word for it. But when the president well, you've says already something, been proven a liar, Mr. Moskowitz. What's that? You've already been proven a liar. Today. Who's proven me a liar? You? Yes. Your word means well, nothing, Mr. Chairman. Go to my hometown. There's a camera crew there today, an opposition research crew there today. Mr. Chairman, this seems, to have gotten under your, this seems to have gotten under your skin. I'll pay I mean, for your I, ticket. I, I, I think the American people have lots of questions, Mr. Chairman, and perhaps you should sit maybe for a deposition. I, would, I will be questions. happy. I will sit with Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, and we can go over our LLC. <laughs> that, that'll be great. I'll, I'll make sure the hey, ranking member is, is happy. I mean, it's so dumb, and yet it's so necessary. You have to see what is going on when you cannot win. Because your ideas suck. And then when people call you out for this suck, and then they find out how corrupt the people who suck in your party are, the only thing you can do is get emotional. And that's what just happened. We got to take you to Wyoming, ladies and gentlemen. It's the story people won't talk about. We must, though. Crazy. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.